Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, we're back, and let's go right to the phone. Joining us as he does every week at this time is Nate Solinsky. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? You know, I'm really good right now. I was looking forward to this segment because I'm having a tough time talking this morning. I'm kind of hoarse, and once I get you on, <laughs> I can sit back and drink coffee, and I don't have to say much. So, <laughs> I, I, I do yeah. like to talk. You know, earlier, somebody was saying on this ice tournament, they were worried about me being too quiet on the microphone. I was like, man, you just don't know me, do you? Yeah. <laughs> How is it going up there, and what's going on? Yeah, Terry, it's going fantastic. So we're up here at Grand Lake, uh, had an amazing turnout up here at Grand Lake, so we're real excited about that. Um, and, and honestly, everything is going fantastic on all aspects of the tournament. You know, number one, we keep talking about supporting the town of Grand Lake. Obviously, right up here outside of Rocky Mountain National Park, you know, a great town for the hub of Grand Lake, Shadow Mountain, Granby, uh, just some incredible outdoors. Uh, and obviously, the town got, you know, hit a little hard between COVID and fires and lack of snow. Um, but the anglers up here at Ice Addiction are supporting the town. Um, we have tables and tents set up right now from everything to the 4-H group that, that's doing a bunch of food stuff uh, to the local Girl Scout troops. I know almost every restaurant in town is selling food the anglers out here uh so huge support from the ice fishing anglers you know again just proud of of everybody fishing the series and how much they're supporting the town so it's neat on that aspect um and on the other aspect of the fishing um right now we've probably weighed right around 30 fish so far this morning um but we are holding an absolute amazing average um I, i think the winning fish right now is right around that three and a quarter pounds but we have got a substantial amount of fish in that one and a half to two and a half pound range, which so far um, our average of lake trout is larger than it typically is uh, for this fishery. So a lot of quality fish, a lot of good action. Uh, so it's really neat to see how it's going to unfold. Uh, and honestly, the bite started a little tougher. Um, you know, we've had some some slight snow, a lot of weather in the area, and and fishing did not start off great. And in the last hour or so last 30 minutes uh the bite has drastically picked up so it's going to be neat to see what's going to finish this tournament we have two hours left um it's going to be neat to see if that bite continues uh what's going to hold as far as weight how many more fish are going to come in so so a lot going on and you know we talked about this on the last time we were here at Grand Lake Terry and you know you being an experienced tournament angler especially in a fishery where you have large fish i mean this fishery has very large lake trout i mean the possibility of a you know, a 40-inch laker is, is an option. Um, but generally speaking, at this style tournament, we're in deeper water. Usually it's going to take somewhat of an average fish to win this. But we definitely have a lot of anglers out looking for giant fish. I saw a lot of, you know, 5- to 8-inch tube jigs going down, some big suckers, uh, you know, as far as dead frozen suckers. We've seen a handful of very large presentations where anglers are going for gold and going for big fish. Then we have a lot of other anglers that are just simply trying to catch fish so they're more honed in on the opportunity of those average fish so it's really going to need to see what unfolds over the next two hours uh and what will finish off the season at ice station here in grand lake no yeah i couldn't agree more and it's just a fun it because of the way your tournament is structured you know everybody's in an area the holes are pre-drilled a lot of room for camaraderie for trash talking your buddies for <laughs> 
sharing the techniques that work for, and it just makes for a really good time. I want to switch um, switch up on you a little bit. You mentioned the weather and how it might be affecting that tournament. How have you seen it affecting the fishing around the state? Obviously, this last week was just bitter cold. We saw conditions change where there was open water, but it might may or may not be safe ice. And yet the mountain ice fishing is very good. What have you seen as far as fishing? Absolutely. No. I mean, obviously, during a massive cold front like that, you get a lot of barometric pressure. And, you know, whether anglers want to believe it or not, um, as you advance in your career, as you start paying attention to all those little key surroundings, the barometric pressure absolutely in our region has a major play on these fish. Um, so I'd say during those extreme colds, we definitely had some highs and lows as far as the bites go. And some of that was changing hourly and some of it by the day. Uh, so number one, I think we definitely definitely saw some interesting bites in the last you know week or two uh due to those cold temperatures but i will say it has changed a lot of the things literally last week on the show we were talking about throwing jerk baits for pre-spawn walleyes and how this is an optimal time to catch some giant fish from shore you take a reservoir like chatfield chatfield was literally 70 percent 60 percent open water um and it is now 100 percent locked up now it's not all fishable um unfortunately it kind of put us into you know what a skier would call mud season now we're 100 percent froze um we can ice fish the far south end down by catfish flats fox run um but again the lake is 100 percent capped uh cherry creek now is back to being capped uh and probably one of the more anticipated bites uh is aurora aurora obviously i think had one of the best kind of fall even into winter december uh amazing bites for walleye from shore anglers were throwing blade baits and jerk baits and they were catching a ton of walleye at aurora all the way up until christmas from shore everybody was anticipating that fishery you know icing up to where they could ice fish it and it simply did not do so until the last couple days uh but aurora now is capped um, again, ice safety is priority. The, the entire lake is not fishable, but I know anglers are getting on some ice there. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of a weird season. That's where last week we were literally talking about prepping your boat uh, and shore angling, and now we're 100% back to capped. Um, so it's going to be hard to say what the, the coming week will tell. Is, is that ice going to build? Is it going to break apart and shred? Uh, so really, we're going to try to do some updates on our Facebook page, Tightline Outdoors. We'll obviously let everybody know here uh, to the best of our ability what those conditions are going to be. But definitely some some changing times here on the front range. Uh, I can tell you, I was beyond excited for a very early boating season. Uh, and, and those you know thoughts have changed a little bit you know recently. Um, so again, a lot going on. But I will say that the ice that there is that is fishable, like on that far southwest arm of Chatfield, with that open water, we really boosted some oxygen levels. We had some windy days. Uh, it churned up the lake, and then we capped. Uh, so I will say that when you can get on that fishable safe ice there, uh, there is a very strong bite for some of these fish opportunities on the front range. Well, I think the key word, though, has got to be safety because we're still getting into longer daylight hours with more UV, even though the temperatures are going to get a few warm days are remaining fairly cool. And there's water flowing down from the mountains to some extent coming in underneath the ice. So there's opportunities out there, but be extremely, extremely careful. But that being said, if you're willing to drive a little bit, we should have some fantastic ice fishing in the mountains, Nate. You know, Terry, I took took my twins, Lane and Lauren, seven years old. I took them lake trout fishing. 
They had some phenomenal open water bites for lake trout this year. They wanted to go on the ice for some big Lakers, uh, and we were able to get Lakers literally, you know, almost the same size uh, as my kids this last week. That big Laker bite is definitely going. And honestly, this is kind of that peak window for them. Mid to late February into early March is probably one of the best times of the year for those big Lakers. And it coincides with some of those giant pike. Uh, so if you're looking for, for that predator fish, the big fish season, uh, literally I am doing nothing more than pike and lake trout. I'm guiding all week for those and the week after. Uh, so big pike, big lake trout, they are definitely on the prowl. Uh, I would say they are drastically more active than they were in the past you know, weeks, if not past months. Uh, so if you're looking to get onto a bite, uh, if you've never experienced pike through the ice or big lake trout through the ice, this is now the time 100% to, to focus on some of those bigger species right now because they are active and it is better in the course of the next two weeks or so. And again, the mountains, you look at a place like 11 mile. Um, I lost you there, Nate. Are you still with us, Nate? So much snow. It's hard to fish some of those mountain fisheries. This year, uh, we have great ice, minimal snow. It's a, it's a perfect world for ice fishing the mountains. All right. And, Pike, what about just uh, just people want to go out and catch some trout? Any recommendations? You know, absolutely. 11 Mile actually did a winter stocking this year. Uh, so not necessarily you're just going to catch stockers, but you go to 11 Mile, you focus on places like Witcher's Cove or the North Shore Marina, um, those bites right now are probably the best in the state. We've been you know, talking a lot about Terriol, but no better place right now. You want to catch fish, Witcher's Cove at 11 Mile or the North Shore Marina, uh, that is definitely the optimal place in the state to just go and have a great day of catching fish. All right, and what kind of events? Are you getting ready for your open water events now that your ice season is over? We are, Terry. We're super excited about our catch rate series. Uh, you know, formerly known as League, and we kind of rolled it into catch rate, but it is, you know, basically a, a, season, a seasonal event. It starts in the spring, carries you all the way to fall. We have a couple weekend events. We have a couple night events. And then we have our, our annual kind of Wednesday evening events every other week. So I think there's 14 or 18 events in total, all the dates and all the locations, times, everything's on our website at tightlineoutdoors.com. But again, the new thing this year, we added two night tournaments. So we have our, our Saturday events, which go from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., so a good long day at the tournament series. Uh, we have our evening events, which is basically 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. And new this year, again, is that night series. So I believe those run 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, for all species. So we added a couple things. We, we, can, we do everything we can to try to listen to anglers. Anglers were talking about how they wanted to bring back the night series that we used to run four or five years ago. So we integrated that into the catch rate format. So again, walleye, bass, trout, and carp all available for the, for the all day Saturday events, for the Wednesday evening events, as well as our two night events, uh, everything taking place at Chatfield. So we're really excited about that. Again, everything's at our website, tightlineoutdoors.com. Um, and that's kind of where we're hubbing everything. So whether it's our Facebook page of Tightline Outdoors or the website, Tightline Outdoors. Uh, again, we're going to post all our results from Grand Lake. This is our final ice addiction event. Uh, then we move right into to our April event, starting with catch rate. So take a, a very short pause uh, as we kind of get ready for spring after this event, and we move into to catch rate, and we kind of keep rolling with the season. And um, just excited to, to ex- kind of show the outdoors and get everybody involved in this event series. Um, 
Obviously, last year, a little tighter restrictions had to change things up. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are really trying to embrace the healthy lifestyle and be healthy. And as we're able to do more uh, with kind of the current conditions here in Colorado, just excited to, to open up more doors and more opportunities to Colorado anglers uh, to just experience Colorado outdoors while we're here. All right, my friend, if people want more information on all your activities or they want just information on where to fish or to book a guide trip, how do they get a hold of you? Absolutely. Go to our website, tightlineoutdoors.com, or always our Facebook page, Tightline Outdoors. We're going to have a bunch of updates from this event as well as what we're doing guiding, especially on our Facebook page over the next five days or so. Always pay attention to our Facebook page for current ice conditions uh, as we try to keep everybody updated on that. So, again, tightlineoutdoors.com or Tightline Outdoors on Facebook. All right, we will talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. All right, Nate Zielinski, always a great resource. We'll take a quick time out, and we come back. We will, uh, Austin Parr will join us, and we get some more updates on both what you can do right now and what's coming up and how to get ready for it on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go right to the phones, and joining us is Austin Parr. Good morning, Austin. Good morning, Terry. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. It, uh, just talked to Nate a little bit, talked to Brad Peterson in the first hour. Uh, it's uh, All of a sudden, you better be paying attention to the conditions, huh? Definitely. I mean, today we're seeing a little bit of wind, some warmer conditions after, obviously, extreme cold. And especially with the higher sun angle, ice conditions on the front range are spotty at best, really, at the moment. There's a little bit of safe ice to be found, but certainly having a spud bar and some safety gear is paramount at the moment. Well, you're absolutely right. You know, everybody today has brought up the spud bar. They've said spudding, but I think we could take a minute. And a spud bar, folks, is when you take, it's a heavy ice chisel long that you take and you whack at the ice and chisel it as you go to check the depth. If you want to see me doing that, go to my YouTube channel, The Best of Fishing with Terry Wickstrom. Go to the North Michigan show, and I teach you how to use a spud bar. And I also show you what to look for in the ice. And there's some pretty good fishing on that show. So you may want to take a look at that. But it is, that I think, the number one word right now. There's going to be opportunities, uh, but you got to be just super careful, Austin. Big time. Yeah. And I mean, it is getting to the point, especially after we're going to be seeing maybe a little bit of rain this evening, uh, maybe just thinking about heading up to the mountains in, in, uh, instead of heading to the, the front range here. So we maybe have a little bit longer on some metro ice. South end of Chatfield is still holding okay at the moment. Cherry Creek really didn't solidify that well uh, after this little cold snap. And there's still some areas on Aurora that are okay. And you can still be safe going out there with that spud bar. But uh, the mountain ice fishing, we still have a little ways uh, to go as far as good safe ice up there. And and certainly some good metro fishing as we get some uh, thaw coming here really quickly. Yeah, you know, we were talking just, gosh, a week or two ago about open water and some walleye opportunities. Now, unfortunately, this cold weather has probably put skim ice along the shore, so some of the open water opportunities are probably going to get pushed back a week or so. But they'll come around very quickly again, and we'll see those walleyes coming. We can talk about some of that in a minute, but tell me, if you were headed up in the mountains, where are the few places you would go? 
some great action going on up there right now. Uh, the, the tournament at Wolford's currently taking place as we speak, but Wolford Mountain Reservoir has been very productive for a multitude of different species, rainbows and browns, up shallower on some of your brighter colored tube jigs, and rat finkies right now have been really effective, tipping those with millworms and waxworms. But we've also been having some great reports on the kokanee salmon out a little bit deeper. So finding those fish out in some of the, the river channels and, and breaks, Typically, you're finding those fish in that 60 to 80 foot range, and then they're going to be suspended somewhere in there. And a lot of folks that have the best success tie some form of a flasher in line on their setup. So they're doing either like a small trolling dodger or a splutter spoon like a slender spoon, and then having a little dropper come off of that with a a glow jig. And that jig could encompass anything from various small tungsten jigs from BMC, rat thinkies, tip of the millworm, but certainly bright pink and orange tube jigs work quite well. So that would be high on my list. But there's some other fantastic options as well in that part of the state. Williams Fork and Granby have both been really good as far as lake trout are concerned. A little bit of slush on those lakes up there, so have a good set of boots uh, if you're heading out there. But uh, the, the lake trout, good numbers at Williams Fork could be being caught in that 40 to 60 foot of range. I really like brown-colored tubes this time of year. And a lot of times uh, those fish are a little bit lighter biting. So I'll actually take the time and put a stinger hook on my tube jigs prior to threading that tube on the jig head. So I'll tie a piece of heavy monofilament off of my eyelet and then snell knot an octopus hook behind that actual tube jig uh, main lead head. And that allows for a light biting fish to get caught, but uh, good numbers of those smaller fish there. And then you can pick off a bigger fish here and there in deeper water, but many times a little bit shallower presentation with larger tube jigs or flukes can be effective to target some of those larger fish. Certainly, if anyone's looking to keep the fish, however, those smaller fish in that 40 to 60 foot of water are certainly a lot better option rather than a big old trophy fish. Right. They're better eating anyway, and we keep those genetics and those big fish in the lake. What about on the Far East, places like Stagecoach, um, Steamboat Lake? Have you heard anything up there? Absolutely. So Steamboat's been gaining more and more slush as we speak. But it's one of those lakes that I really find fish better as it gets later into the year almost. It's kind of an opposite of a lot of those South Park lakes. I've had fantastic success up there, uh, and I've had good reports from up there as well in this late season time frame. A lot of your same stuff that you'd be thinking about fishing in Antero or 11-mile early season is all going to wind up working. So our, the thing we talk about all the time where we'll jig something with a little bit more action, say a ratso or even moving into a spoon on my main rod, and then have something a little bit more subtle on my secondary rod. So that could be anything from a small tungsten jig. You could do a small tube, but I really like the rat finkies and the new tungsten wolf finkies as well. Uh, Tipping all those with mealworms and waxworms can work well. And then stagecoach, a few pike mixed in here and there have been really uh, effective. But mostly trout have been being caught up at stagecoach. Same type of process as far as presentation. But trying to find the river channel on that western side near the inlet, I always have my best success. Uh, So for for those bigger fish, you'll have a big flat in there that's 6 to 8 feet of water, and then it drops into 12 to 14 feet. And that area can be quite effective there. But then off of the boat ramp, uh, typically smaller fish over there, but you can get into good numbers in a slightly deeper water, particularly if you have a sonar. uh, You can find a lot of suspended fish and, and reel your jig up to those sitting in 20 to 22 feet, and many times those fish will be coming in middle of the water column. Now, I have a question I want to ask you. I'm going to change gears on you here a little bit. We were going to talk more open water fishing, but I think we'll put that off for a week or two because I think the skim ice, at the very least, is probably going to make it a little tough 
both for the walleyes and for the trout, although some of that will come available as soon as the ice recedes from shore. But normally you and I, over the last few weeks, would have been attending sports shows. We would have been at places like the International Sports Show, maybe the Fly Show. We'd have been interacting with people, and a lot of times that's where we introduce some of the new stuff that the manufacturers have introduced to us over the last year. So we're coming into this year, it's been a crazy year for supply. But if you were going to be at a sports show and somebody came up to you and said, what's the newest presentation, the newest type of lure that you're seeing really get momentum, what might you talk about? There's a couple things that really come to mind, one of which comes from Berkeley, and it's their new hit sticks designed by Dan Spangler. Those particular hit sticks are designed to imitate a balsa action bait but they are actually plastic, so they're much more durable. But I think they're going to be a fantastic bait for springtime trolling uh, behind planter boards for walleyes because they go all the way up to a size 11 and and incorporate a bunch of nice walleye colors, being perches, white, shad-type colors, and so on and so forth. Now, they go all the way down to small sizes as well. So the trout action, Chad Lachance and I had some great success up on the Laramie River uh, with some of the smaller size 5s and size 7s. But there's some beautiful trout colors as well. Uh, all gold is always one of my favorites, but great brown trout and rainbow trout colors. So that's definitely high on my list right there. Uh, Rapala has introduced a couple of shadow wraps that uh, were in uh, just European colors. So there's a great new fire tiger as well as a live perch color and shadow wrap deep divers. And that's one of my favorite springtime jerk baits. Uh, so that's certainly a, a very good one. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, talking about uh, as far as rods are concerned, St. Croix came out with their new Legend Extremes. And those Legend Extremes, uh, although very expensive at 600 bucks, there's really nothing better on the market than those. And they do have a new line of bass rods that are going to be available on uh, April, excuse me, March 19th, but they're their Victory Series bass rods. And it's a $200 American-made bass rod in both bait casting and spinning rod sizes. They've introduced six different sizes on those, and we're really excited to be able to offer those as we get into the middle part of March. Yeah, I think there's uh, – how do you feel about the supply chain going into this year? Do you think people need to be looking for things they want early? Do you think supplies seem like they're going to be coming in? What would you say? I think it's going to be horrible. I mean, I, I just got a report – uh, from St. Croix itself, and it's kind of reflective of the entire industry. But uh, St. Croix, within eight weeks, is anticipating themselves to be out out of 95% of inventory at the wholesale level. Uh, and I'm seeing the same thing. I mean, there's multiple uh, companies that I have large orders out with that are just simply not shipping. Uh, and it's going to be all across the board. And I think some will be better than others. But I, if you're looking for something specific, right now may be the time to go and try and hunt that down before there's heavy uh, involvement as far as demand is concerned. So it's it's not just something where I'm trying to be a salesman either. It definitely is the case that I think it's going to be challenging to get some of these products. I would definitely get new line on those rods and reels right now because yeah, I have the line runs there. short. I, there's a couple lines coming up I want to talk to you about, but we're out of time today. So for now, uh, if you were going to go fishing these two warm days, Monday, Tuesday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever they are, where would you go? I'd be thinking about up in the mountains. I think Steamboat Stagecoach would be high on my list, but I certainly like Lake Trout this time of year as well. And Williams Fork is hard to beat this time of year. All right, my friend. Tell how do people get a hold of you if they want more information or if they want to book a trip with you. I'm at Discount Fishing Tackle. We're six blocks south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe. 
All right. We will talk to you again soon. Thank you, Terry. You bet. Austin Parr, always a great resource. We're going to take a time out, and we come back, we're going to switch things up, and we're going to talk a little shooting with the guys from Colorado Clays on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, brought to you in part by Jack's Outdoor Gear, 65 years old, still getting out and having fun. Let's go right to the phones, and joining us from Colorado Clays is J.R. Pierce. Good morning, J.R. Hey, good morning, Terry. You know, I have a question for you that I think a lot of people, because you're not a membership facility, you're an open-to-the-public facility that anybody can come out to. You don't necessarily need a reservation or anything. They might not think you're a a full-service facility, but that certainly wouldn't be true. So other than if I come out, the fact that I get to talk to Mr. Ice about his ice fishing experience, I thought maybe... Yeah, <laughs> I thought maybe we could go through some of the other amenities and services you offer. Well, and and good point, Terry. And I think I should probably set this up by saying that for the last 25 years, uh, Colorado Clays has been offering the Front Range, Colorado's premier public shooting facility. And being an open to the public facility, like you say, everything we offer is available to anyone with no membership or reservations required. And of course, that does include our state-of-the-art rifle and pistol range, the seven trap fields, two skeet fields, uh, those two wobble traps, the 15-station sporting clays course, a training trap, shotgun patterning area, instruction classes, clinics, gear, accessories, and much, much more, as you know, Terry. And, you know, with all that being said, there are specifics within everything we offer here at uh, Colorado Clays that truly make it the perfect destination for anyone wanting to enjoy some recreational shooting. And uh, I think I might just go ahead and step right forward. For example, our trap line, we have seven trap fields. Uh, Those fields are capable of throwing regulation targets. And what that means is that from the thrower in the trap house, a target is launched at a given speed and elevation so that target lands at a prescribed distance. And, of course, at Colorado Clays, we use only and maintain the best equipment to ensure that everyone can enjoy the game uh, as it was intended. Uh, Another thing you don't hear just on the surface is our voice release. Uh, If you've never used voice release, it's a fantastic asset to trap shooting, and that's basically each shooting position has a speaker on a stand, and you simply yell pull, the speaker will launch a target from the trap house. Uh, This is great for guys, whether you shoot competitively or you're just coming out to enjoy an afternoon with the family. There's no manual pulling needed. Uh, Great tool for shooting trap. And, of course, on our trap line, Terry, the picnic shelters with up to four tables each. People want to take a break, have some lunch. Uh, do that great area for that and you know coming in this year as things start to straighten out I think our small group building uh, is really going to get popular again and that is a small building on our trap line has heat and air conditioning a refrigerator counter space for meals even as a big screen tv you can plug your computer in for say a powerpoint presentation or what have you and that's a very popular tool for people wanting to do a birthday party where they have a shooting right out the door of the of the building uh, family business meetings classes courses you name it uh, rent it by the hour or by the day and you know terry that's just one example of 
uh, one thing we offer up there on the trap line. No, you really do have a lot of amenities that we don't talk a lot about. Um, you know, I, one question I've always had, you know, guys like me that are getting old and walking that uh, clays range or something, you guys have a pretty big facility. What if it's a little more difficult to get around? Do you have any type of transportation available on the property? Fantastic question, Terry. And I'll tell you what, another thing you don't think about with our sporting clays course um, is, you know, well, first of all, all 15 stations down there have a gun rack and a table um, for use by the customers. Uh, covered picnic shelters throughout it. If you want to take a break, do whatever. Portable facilities on there. Um, the whole thing is a high-tech wireless launch type system, so very user-friendly. But like you say, Terry, sometimes uh, somebody doesn't want to walk or doesn't get around a little better like you apparently. But uh, the golf cart, we have those for rent. Uh, we also have push carts for rent. But the other thing, one of those things that people don't realize is you can bring your own golf cart or your own ATV, your own push cart, what have you, to, uh, to get through the course. So we do have the rentals, and you have that option. Uh, another good thing about the Colorado Clays course is that even though we have a 100-target format for a round of sporting clays, you can shoot any amount you wish at any stations you like, and, you know, you can just really customize your session any way you like. So uh, just just a fantastic day out for anybody. No, it really is. You guys take care of people. You know, what if what if I have a dog and I want to get it used to shooting? Do you allow dogs? Yeah, we've always been a dog-friendly facility. Of course, like any other facility, Terry, we're going to ask them to be under control and leashed. But oftentimes the first thing you need to do with a pup is associate fun with the sound of guns going off. And a lot of folks bring the pups out. Uh, they'll walk around to the parking lot at distance, uh, let them play, have fun, and get used to the shooting. Um, we, we have no problem with people bringing their dogs, and uh, a lot of folks take advantage of the fact that we are uh, pet-friendly here. Yeah, it really, you just, you're just you family-friendly, too. You just take care of people. Now, it's been awful cold the last week. What if I wanted to come and do some handgun or rifle sighting? Well, the Colorado Clays Rifle Pistol Facility, state-of-the-art facility, um, has radiant heat uh, right above the stalls. And even though we are a semi-outdoor facility, uh, all the shooting areas are concrete. Uh, they have the heat. They're lighted. And um, the radiant heat takes the chill off so you can still enjoy that outdoor-type shooting experience, and, but be comfortable when you're doing it. And, you know, Terry, again, that pistol range with that target return system um, just can't go wrong there. Uh, zero to 25 yards, uh, set the yardage for anything you like to do. The video viewing system on the rifle side, so describing that, this is something that you don't see everywhere. Uh, we actually have a telephoto camera on the target and a monitor in your base, so you can do your sight in in real time at the Colorado Clays rifle range. All of our rifle and pistol have padded benches. Uh, the rifle side, we have a multitude of different types of rests, um, from composite ones, sandbags, all the way up to lead sleds that people can use to sight their guns in. So it is really, truly the most full-service range you could get. Now, the... Um I forgot what I was going to say. I get so old here. But you, you guys just have a, a, the patterning range is what I was going to talk about. we got turkey season coming in what, about a couple months, six weeks. 
and people really need to get out. But even no matter what kind of shooting you do, that patterning area has really turned out to be a godsend. Yeah, and you're right, Terry. And I think this is another one that I don't know that folks could really uh, imagine, so I'll describe it. Our shotgun pattern area has a framework that holds 42-inch sheets of cardboard. And you can choose distances from 20 to 50 yards. Again, we supply a gun rack. We have a table for your gear. Um, And on that sheet of cardboard, we can add an aim point, or you can put your own target. And you can see how your gun is patterning at given distances. And one thing I will say on the turkey patterning thing, Terry, is a lot of the folks are starting to learn to bring that uh, turkey target. So you can buy these at a lot of the... um, you know, sporting goods stores, and it not only tells you how many pellets are going to be in the correct area, you know, in the, uh, the preferred zone, but it also gives you a scale for judging distance on a turkey's head. So a lot of folks don't realize how small a turkey's head gets out at 50 yards and uh, how important patterning is to make good ethical shots and have successful hunts. So that area, like you said, is very popular anymore, and it's not just for the turkey hunting. Anybody uh, with a new gun, I recommend you do that. Anybody making adjustments to a gun, highly recommend you do that. So it's there for everyone, and uh, we welcome them all to try that out. Well, I think uh, getting, getting the ammunition you want to hunt turkeys with this year and patterning that ammunition and then having enough of it to hunt with could be crucial because there's an ammunition shortage, and you may not be able to find that favorite load. You may have to shoot two or three different loads to find one that performs well in your gun, and then you got to be able to have enough of it to hunt with. So I would get started early on that because if you wait, it could be an issue this year. Yeah, definitely, Terry, and, you know, you hear it everywhere. Uh, highly recommend go after your preferred ammo, but maybe grab something that even if it wasn't your number one choice, bring it out, pattern it, see how it performs with your gun choke combination. So if you do get stuck with using something that isn't exactly what you wanted, you know your limitations and how it performs, uh, be priceless in the field. Oh, and you know what? Sometimes you'll be surprised what that second choice ammunition may outperform what you've been shooting and comfortable with for years. Yeah, we see it all the time. Uh, a lot of people fall into different traps with thinking that speed is the ticket or, um, you know, certain pellet sizes and counts and what have you and end up being surprised. Uh, and there's a reason that these manufacturers putting out turkey-specific loads are keeping them velocities lower than you might see for some of the high-speed waterfowl loads, and that is just for patterning. A a shell with a proper burn rate and velocity will pattern much better than some that you start getting carried away and fall into the trap, you'd be blowing up patterns. So there's a reason for what they do, but again, if that's not what you have access to, come out and see what you get and how it performs. All right, my friend, if they want more information, how do they find you? Terry, give us a call, 303-659-7117, or go to the website, coloradoclays.com. Take the virtual tour, check us out first, and then get out here and have some fun. And talk ice fishing with uh, Mr. JR. Thank you, my friend. Always great to talk to you. we got to get out on the water again, but we certainly need to. We will talk to you in a couple weeks. 
That sounds good. Thank you, Terry. You bet. J.R. Pierce from Colorado Clays. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, we will wrap up Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, presented by Jack's Outdoor Gear on 104.3 The Fan. Dire Freight. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We're going to wrap things up. A couple things I want to go over with you before we go is, one, the conditions are changing rapidly, folks, and weather is going to have drastic effects. It's going to affect your ability to enjoy the outdoors at times. But the number one thing is really be safe. There's some great ice fishing going on right now, especially up in the mountains. There are some front range activities, but be extremely cautious. I'd be very careful because that ice is hard to judge how stable it is. Even if it seems thick, it can be very weak. So be very, very careful there. I'm going to post some things on our Facebook page. We covered mountain lions and avalanches today, which are they shouldn't be major dangers, but we lost a couple of dogs. We had one killed and one injured to a, a mountain lion. And, folks, if you're outdoors, you just got to keep your dogs on a leash. Even if you think you're on the edge of town, it's just, it's just if you love that dog, take care of it. Avalanche danger is extremely high this year. Uh, we've already lost, I think, over 10 people, and that's way high. So uh, be very cautious. I'm going to post those eventually on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. So you've got some resources to kind of go and get more information on that. Open water is going to be on sooner than you think. And we really, uh, we really will get into it here over the next week or two. But it's probably a good time to work on getting your gear ready right now. And, again, follow us on Facebook. Uh, a lot of reasons to follow us on Facebook. We post a lot of the podcasts we do here. We post articles I've written for people like uh, the Denver Post and Fisherman, things like that. We post those on Facebook. We post some old video. We give you links to our YouTube channel, which has a ton of fishing right here in your backyard. And we're going to start trivia again. And uh, if you follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors, what happens is we always put the answer to the trivia question on the Facebook page during the week before we ask the question. So you get an upper hand. You don't have to think about it. You can go right to the phones or right to the text, and maybe you'll win. And usually our prizes are worth around 50 bucks or so. So we're going to be getting that started again. And speaking of trivia, I think our all-time trivia champion, who's really not eligible to win anything, is probably sitting in the studio. Yes, sir. I have my uh, uh, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors Trivia Championship belt on around my waist. Um, now, are you are you doing the show from like a beach, or did you come back? I came back last night. Ah, yeah. So I told I could have done it. Could have done it from there. I mean, we're doing it remote anyway. I took I took the gear with me to do it just in case. Now I told Karen. I don't know if you saw it. I told Karen what, what you know because you were, what your anniversary. What was it? Nineteen years. 20. 20 years. I told Karen what would have been a nice gift uh, for you would have been they should have taken you on like one of those commercial fishing boats and you could have got fishing yeah, lessons. I, oh, yeah. I, she told me about holding somebody somebody else's fish. When I go, first of all, I don't go on those very often. But if I do, I'm the one that catches the fish. So well, we'll no, get I just that said you could have got, right you know, now. fishing lessons. You could have learned how to fish while you're out there. It would have been a nice surprise, I thought. I caught plenty of fish while I was there by myself. So yeah. I didn't need that. Oh, okay. Hey, I got I have I have some questions for you though. Yeah. You know, if you if you follow the news, the sports news, obviously the NFL is looking to double their 
television revenue. And a lot of the networks are probably going to have to belly up for close to that because the most watched shows every week on TV are always the NFL games. And they have this tremendous revenue source and revenue sharing. Other sports, especially when you get you know medium-sized markets like Denver, I mean, you talk about Rockies are at spring training. It's, they might. They, I don't know if they know when they're going to be allowed to have fans at the games. That's a huge revenue source for them. Uh, they do have a TV uh, revenue source, obviously, but not anything like the NFL. And then the Nuggets and Avs don't even really have TV revenue right now for the little bit they're on. Uh, you know, how are some of these other sports? Do you think they're going to are they going to just be drastically impacted going into this year? Well, that's the excuse. I was talking to uh, Jerry Schimmel when I was hosting on Monday, and he says that's the excuse that the Rockies are using for shipping off Nolan Arenado is that they just had a directive. Jeff Brightis just had a directive that you just they were hemorrhaging money because they make so much money from not having fans in the stands. Um, you know, they still get their TV revenue, but they don't get you know the revenue from the people in the seats. You know, like uh, by the way, Joe Williams, we had him out on Monday. He says, you know. They make so much money selling sunshine to suckers down at Coors Field, and they're not making that money right now because people can't go. So, yeah, it's a huge concern, supposedly, for the Rockies. That's why they had to ship off Nolan Arenado, and they just had to cut revenue uh, cut uh, or cut expenses because they don't have revenue. So that's the excuse they're using. You would think that, you know, when you have that type of an asset, you could – you know, find a way to, you know, borrow money and, and you know, get some long-term debt or whatever. You know, you'd think you could find a way around it, but I guess I'm no genius, so I can't, you know, speak for them. Well, I guess that's a great point to close things on, you admitting you're no genius. Yes, so. and tr- that's true. <laughs> no, always great to talk to you. I will close this out so people can get to your scintillating sports information yes, that, uh, that I'm sure is coming up. No, thank you very much. And and you are the trivia champion of Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. You. You All right. That's Dan Jacobs. We'll get to him in just a minute. We're wrapping up Terry Wickstrom Outdoors and 1043 The Fan. Follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Tune in every Saturday from 9 to 11 for Terry Wickstrom Outdoors right here. We will see you next week. Thanks to Kyle. Thanks to Karen. We'll let the Eagles take us to Dan Jacobs and Sports on 1043 The Fan.